Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Here we are once again, indeed, Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski with Mike Kapler. It's the Cap and the Breeze Man getting set to talk about some good news, the uh, glorious grace of God and His unconditional love. Those aren't just catchphrases either, Cap, are they? They're not just things that we're saying that because they're just the Christian thing to say, but we really do believe in the power and the wonder of God's grace and in His unconditional love, and we're here to proclaim that good news each and every week here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. Well, there's nothing like a fresh podcast, you know? I mean, there's there's a lot of leftovers at growingandgrace.org, hundreds of them, but this is a fresh one. I'm, I'm glad that uh, we're able to get together again, and thank you for sharing our podcast with some people out there, too. People looking for life, looking for some peace, some joy, some comfort in their lives, and they've had trouble finding it through religion because, man, you know, there's thousands of religions out there, and it's usually all focused on the individual who is pursuing God. Well, the the truth of the gospel, the grace message that we like to share is that it's not about us trying to pursue God, it's that God pursued us through Christ. So, yeah, Joel, we've been talking about the law, we've been talking about the commandments, before that we were talking about how Jesus ministered the law, go back and catch some of those podcasts. Now we're, we're moving on here into how we're completely forgiven because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, forgiven once and for all. There was only one time that our forgiveness happened, and it covered everything. And this, I think, you know, might blow some people's minds. And I do ask that you hear us out on this, if this is a new thought for you, because I know that in the church today, of course, there's a lot of thought going around that every time we sin, we need to ask to be forgiven, and we need to be forgiven over and over again. And what we're saying here is that, no, it's not as if we need to keep on being forgiven, but we've been forgiven once and for all, and we're going to talk about that. We'll bring out the scriptures that were, you know, have led us to what we're talking about today, to this belief, and of course, you as the listener can decide for yourself what you want to believe. We're not going to force our beliefs on anybody. But hopefully this will be food for thought for some people, because I know that some of the things that we say here on Growing in Grace are a little bit difficult to grasp for some people, if your mind has been in more of a legalistic mindset over the years. And so, you know, maybe you're on the fence with some of this stuff, and do take some time to hear us out on this. Yeah, you know, when it comes to forgiveness, this is something that God really doesn't do anymore. God's not in the forgiving business. And I I love making statements like that because, uh, as you were saying, Joel, I'm just trying to blow some minds out there. I'm trying to get your attention because the forgiveness that comes from God through Jesus Christ was an act that occurred a couple of thousand years ago at the cross. The shed blood of Jesus Christ, this one-time sacrifice, is what provides us with forgiveness. It's already been provided. It's already done. It's, it's a completed work. And this is good news because <laughs> I can't tell you how many years of my Christian life I walked around with a heavy burden wondering where I stood with God because of known or unknown sin in my life. Mm-hmm. You know? I hear you. And 
I knew I wasn't living up to it. And yeah, I did what you were talking about, Joel, because this is what I was taught. You know, some people take a passage of scripture out of context and you go and confess all your sins whenever you commit them. Kind of a full-time job, by the way, if you really were going to be honest about <laughs> exactly. it. And then, you know, you're, you're completely forgiven and cleansed from all unrighteousness again. And that's not the way this works. And so we're, go- we're going to try to explain where we're coming from here. Don't consider this blasphemy or anything like that. Really quite the opposite. In fact, I would suggest that what we're talking about here probably gives more credit to the finished work of Jesus Christ and his shed blood than some of the legalistic teaching you'll hear out there where the implication is that that wasn't enough. Right, exactly. And having come out of the last two weeks where we were talking about the law, the ministry of the law, and then what happened after the cross of Jesus Christ, let's just pick up on something from that. In Colossians 2.13 uh, and 14, Paul has been talking about how we've been buried with Christ in baptism, not water baptism, of course, as we talked about several weeks ago here, but just being baptized, submersed into Christ. He talks about how you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. And so there's the thing, the handwriting of requirements that was against us and contrary to us, it's no longer there. At one time, that handwriting of requirements counted the entire world as guilty before God. And so there was a dire need for forgiveness. But now, through the cross of Jesus Christ... That handwriting of requirements that was against us, the law that was against us and contrary to us, it was taken out of the way. It was nailed to the cross. And so that's why Paul is able to say, He has made you alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. The reason we're forgiven, not forgiven over and over and over again when we sin and then get forgiven and then sin and then get forgiven again and then sin and then get forgiven again. That's not how it works because it was a once-for-all thing that happened with the cross of Jesus Christ, and we were able to receive that forgiveness by faith in Jesus Christ, and so it's a once-for-all thing. We can't keep going in and out of fellowship with God and in and out of righteousness. It's not like we're righteous one minute and then unrighteous the next, justified one minute and then unjustified the next because of something we've done. Because when we do something that is a sin or that's contrary to our new nature in Christ, that doesn't mean that what was done on the cross is done away with again, because if that was the case, then Christ would have to keep coming back and dying on that cross over and over again. But he did it once and for all, and so uh, we're forgiven once and for all. Yeah, let me try to follow up with you on that, Joel. I mean, you you said it well. It's right there. I'm looking at it. Colossians 2.13, he has forgiven you all trespasses. Now, forgiven is something that's already happened, right? It's not that he will forgive you all of your trespasses, especially if you confess your sins. Uh, It doesn't say that. It just says that God has made us alive. We were dead in sin, and now he has made, we have been made alive together with Christ, God having forgiven us all trespasses, 
And as you were talking about wiping out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. And as you were talking about with the law, the handwriting of requirements, remember, I think it was last week or the week before when you pointed out that sin was not imputed into one's account, so to speak, before the law. The law deposited sin into our account. Well, that's been wiped out now at the cross, so there's really nothing to forgive anymore. You see, because under the Old Covenant, sacrifices of animals were required, right? Without the shedding of blood, there was no forgiveness. And the problem was, under the Old Covenant, the forgiveness was was temporary because the blood of animals could not take away sin. But this, this man, Jesus Christ, with his sacrifice, once and for all, one time sacrifice, his blood, which again, sacrifice is required for forgiveness, His was just a one-time sacrifice, though, as opposed to the many sacrifices of animals that could only cover sin and not take it away. Jesus, with his one sacrifice, well, it brought forgiveness and it took away sin. It didn't just cover it up like the uh, blood of animals. You may have heard it said in church or something before that I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. No, it's better than that. Mm -hmm. The blood of Jesus takes away our sin. And so forgiveness has already occurred, I believe, for all mankind, and stay with us because we'll we'll get to that too. Yeah, and what you're talking about there, sin having been taken away, that's something that is very key in all of this. And again, it might be something that might be hard for the legalistic mind to understand if you've been in this all your life, or any portion of your life really. The fact that our sin was taken away means that sin isn't the issue anymore. The sin isn't what God's looking at when he sees us. And he sees us as in him, and he sees us as him being in us. We're in him, he is in us. We've been made righteous, we've been made holy, we've been justified completely, and all of it is because of the blood of Jesus Christ, and not through anything that we've done. But going back to the fact that our sin has been taken away, and so when God relates to us, And it's a 24-7 thing. There's never a time when we're not in him or he's not in us. So as God relates to us on a moment-by-moment basis, it's not our sin that he's relating to. It's not our sin that he's paying attention to. Yeah, he sees some of the things that we do that hurt ourselves and that hurt other people. And sure, as a good father, he leads and guides and and directs us and gives us guidance and discipline and all kinds of things that help you know, for our benefit and for the good of others, but he's not relating to us on the basis of whether we need to be forgiven or not anymore, because we've been forgiven once and for all, and it's all because our sin has been taken away once and for all. Yeah, so looking at Second uh, Corinthians 5, jumping into the frying pan here, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses to them, and has, uh, has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So you see, God isn't here to put sin into our account anymore. He's not counting our sins against us. He's brought us reconciliation. He's brought change or exchange. He's reestablished something that needed to be restored. And so forgiveness has been provided. I saw somebody make a post the other day on Facebook. They didn't like the way they reacted towards somebody and had to ask God to forgive them. Well, The truth is they were already forgiven. You don't have to ask God to be forgiven anymore. I mean, we are forgiven, and that's good news. So it's not about sin anymore. The work of forgiveness has been provided, and it's free. And now by faith, which is also a gift, 
We simply respond to what has already been offered to us. That's right. It's all been done. The work of Jesus Christ is a finished work, and what's left, of course, is for us to respond to it. God has done all that is necessary for us to be reconciled to him. He's not counting the sins of the world against them anymore, and uh, he's committed to us that ministry of reconciliation. That's our message to the world, and that's our message to uh, each other when we you know, maybe we feel separated from God. Maybe we feel like God has something against us. What we need to do is encourage each other and remind each other that he has forgiven us once and for all, and that he's not counting our sins against us anymore. But to the contrary, he is holding us up as righteous, holy, justified, pure, and clean, all because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And uh, so with all of that said, next week on Grow In and Grace, we'll switch gears just a little bit. Now that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know, that we're completely forgiven and that nothing will ever stand between us and God ever again, all because of the blood of Jesus, does that mean that the things that we do don't make any difference? Does that mean that the choices that we make don't make any difference in this life? While all things may be lawful, does that mean that everything is beneficial and profitable? We'll talk about things like that, the choices we make, next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingandgrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.